Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. In three, two, one. Seven things you probably didn't know, we need to know. I'm Jamie Easton. This over the next seven minutes or so, we'll look back on a week where the race to replace Boris Johnson took shape, Russia continued its attacks on civilian targets in Ukraine, Mo Farah revealed a shocking personal story, and the weather just kept getting hotter. This is the Standout 7 from the Smile 7. Don't forget to hit the follow button to get your daily updates at 7am. It's official. Boris is going nowhere. Well, until September. Following his resignation as Tory leader, he's been filling in as temporary PM and on Monday evening, the 1922 committee released its new rules for the election of a Conservative Party leader. Changes meant party hopefuls needed 20 signatures to be eligible for the first round of voting, which could narrow down the list of potential candidates significantly. Chairman of the 1922 committee, Sir Graham Brady, explained how it works. First ballot on Wednesday and a second ballot is likely on Thursday. We expect uh, 20 supporters for each candidate, a proposer and a seconder who will be public, and 18 others. We'll also expect that on the first ballot, any candidate to proceed must have uh, won at least... 30 votes from parliamentary colleagues. While the Conservative Party focused on their leadership race, Labour leader Sakir Starmer accused the Tory leadership contenders of entering an arms race of fantasy economics with their tax cut promises that would cost over £200 billion to implement. In a speech, he set out Labour's vision for government. I'm impatient to get things done. I can see what's wrong with Britain and I want to fix it. It's what I've done with our own party. The leadership contest saw various casualties throughout the week, with Jeremy Hunt, Nadim Zahawi and Sajid Javid all falling by the wayside. International Trade Minister Penny Mordaunt, who polls out ahead of the other candidates with the Tory faithful, says the Conservative Party's failure was when it came adrift from its values. Recently, I think our party has lost its sense of self. We have a war and we have a manifesto to deliver and standards and trust to restore. Thursday saw the second round of votes with leadership rivals battling to catch up with Rishi Sunak after the former Chancellor took a firm lead. Attorney General Suella Braverman was knocked out in Thursday's vote. Earlier in the day, Liz Truss launched her campaign. The Foreign Secretary credited her hard work and aspiration as she pitched her plan to make Britain a high-growth economy. I can lead, I can make tough decisions and I can get things done. I am ready to be Prime Minister from day one. Friday night saw a candidates debate on Channel 4 with another on Sunday on ITV and on Monday on Sky News. The third round of voting will then take place on Monday evening. It was another week of brutal attacks on civilian targets in Ukraine as Russian missiles hit an apartment building in eastern Donetsk, killing at least 26 people. This was followed by another attack on the city of Venetia in central Ukraine that left 22 people dead, including three children.
It came as world leaders have aligned over war crimes in Ukraine during a tribunal at The Hague on Thursday. The United States and more than 40 other countries agreed to coordinate investigations into these suspected war crimes committed by Russian forces in the country. Ukrainian Foreign Minister Dmitry Kuleba says Russia needs to be held to account. All we want is the crime of aggression committed by Russia against Ukraine to not remain unpunished. A number of international organizations and national legislators have already adopted resolutions supporting the establishment of the special tribunal. And with the departure of Boris Johnson from Downing Street, Ukraine's ambassador to the UK, Vadim Prostyko, reflects on what this means for Ukraine. The Ukrainians also fear that they will there will be change in the policy, policy towards Ukraine. And some of the moves of the Prime Minister was, were quite unorthodox at that time when he started this. We hope that this is more planned sort of stage when we know what we need, we know where is it, we know what we have to do and we have to do it together. On Tuesday, the U.S. House Select Committee investigating the January the 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol resumed its hearings and heard about a particularly heated meeting in December. Former White House counsel to Trump, Pat Cipollone, described the meeting and who was there. I was not happy to see the people in the Oval Office. I don't think any of these people were providing the president with good advice. This got intense pretty quickly, with some witnesses describing it as unhinged. Here's what Rudy Giuliani, who was at the meeting, remembers. I'm going to categorically describe it as, you guys are not tough enough. Or maybe, I put it another way, you're a bunch of p- the, expression. the day after this, Trump sent his now famous tweet asking supporters to come to Washington for a wild event on January the 6th. Liz Cheney, committee chairwoman, remarked that Donald Trump's a grown man, not an impressionable child. Hmm. As our investigation has shown, Donald Trump had access to more detailed and specific information showing that the election was not actually stolen than almost any other American. And he was told this over and over again. So Mo Farah's revealed that he was trafficked to the UK as a child. In a BBC documentary which airs on Wednesday night, the Olympian reveals that as a nine-year-old, he was flown from Somaliland to the UK and made to work as a domestic servant. Thanks to his PE teacher, Farah was put into care at the age of 12 and found solace on the running track. Samo says he wants to tell his story to challenge the public perceptions around trafficking and slavery. Most people know me as Mo Farah, but it's not my name or it's not the reality. The real story is I was born in Somaliland, north of Somalia, as Hussein Abdi Kahin. Still to come on the Standout 7, watch out for the heatwave and I'm heading down to the farm to meet Jeremy and Caleb right after this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.
Novak Djokovic has won his seventh Wimbledon title and fourth in a row by fighting back against Nick Kyrgios on centre court. The Serb won four sets, beating Australia's tennis bad boy, who lived up to his reputation by raging at the umpire and demanding an intoxicated fan be thrown out from the front row for heckling him during the final. Meanwhile, Djokovic didn't have much time to celebrate his win before BBC's Wimbledon queen Sue Barker reminded him of something important. Your dinner with Nick may have to wait because it is your wedding anniversary. You keep on reminding me of the things that I, I would get in big trouble if I forget. So, darling, happy anniversary. <laughs> In true British fashion, we're all banging on about the weather, but things actually got serious on Wednesday when the Met Office warned the heatwave could be deadly. It's expected to peak next Monday and Tuesday, with climate experts predicting extreme weather events like this could become the norm. Ambulance services are under pressure and are all at their highest alert level, and Jason Killins from the Welsh Ambulance Service wants us to be careful. The extreme heat will affect those uh, that are vulnerable, so the very old and the very young, but also those with existing conditions, particularly those with breathing or heart conditions, for example. So the public can help us whilst we're at this extreme period of pressure uh, by only dialing 999 in a genuine emergency and, of course, accessing healthcare through 111, local pharmacies and other services for less significant and serious conditions. My life's pretty charmed sometimes, you know. Take Monday, for example. I found myself on Clarkson's Farm eating Osso in its amazing new restaurant with its stars Jeremy and Caleb. Caleb, the breakout star of the Prime video Smash It, gave us this exclusive on how his newfound fame hasn't changed him a single bit. He grew up working on farms and has put those skills to good use and helped Jeremy adapt to rural life. The second season's due sometime in the new year. No, nothing's changed at all, really. I'm still, I get up, jump on a tractor, go to work, stay in the tractor until about nine o'clock. Somebody else asked him that question and he said, I've lived in Chipping Norton all my life. Everyone in Chipping Norton knows me. I still only go to Chipping Norton and everyone in Chipping Norton still knows me. This has been the Standout 7, the best of the week from the Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow, 7am, with the Sunday 7. Have a great rest of your weekend. Written, produced and published by Daft Dogs.